and I'm like, I'm actually kind of gay. <laughs> How did you navigate some of that? You know, let's hug in the middle of the hallway. Right. We're gonna join the Gay Flag Football League. We kind of had like a whiteboard yeah. with like, you know, diagrams and everything. <laughs> Inflation. Um, Here in Austin, what is dating like? Oh, let me some wine to talk about this. Welcome to another episode of Primary Care. I'm your host, Dr. Hendricks. This episode of Primary Care is sponsored by Rougiette Health. More than just an ED treatment. Well, I'm Tyler. It's nice to meet you. My name is Brandon Hines from small town Georgia called Catawool. On your journey from mid-Georgia to where you're at today, what was it like growing up in the South, African-American, queer? Growing up, you know, I was kind of that typical boy, you know, all of my uh, family members used to be like, you know, that's what a boy should look like, that's how wow. you should act, and I'm like, I'm actually kind of gay, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, it, it was crazy, it was kind of like, I felt cursed in a sense, yeah. um, from a financial aspect and also from kind of a sexuality aspect as well so it, it was kind of a i kind of felt like i was on an island in a sense sure um it was wild yeah you know when you're in middle school and high school like you know puberty all of that stuff plays a big part yes. into conversation so i felt like i couldn't be my authentic self and it was kind of like they know brandon but they don't know like the actual brandon so i kind of always had a mask up so i couldn't just lean authentically into my friendships which right kind of resulted in some of them deteriorating once I got older. Obviously growing up in sports, I'm sure the guys would often talk about their romantic relationships. Would that be kind of a struggle for you? How did you navigate some of that? So I, I was pretty smooth. I'm pretty smooth, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. But, I get that uh, vibe. <laughs> I was pretty smooth with it. it. It was kind of like, I had girlfriends um, so like every chance we got to hug in the public, I made sure it was like a, you know, let's hug in the middle of the hallway. Right. Is there a camera around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's call the paparazzi. But, uh, so I, I kind of did those like stunts, I yes. guess you can say. Yes, love it. Um, and then any conversation around like sex and anything like that, I just made sure that I kept it pretty vague. Right. Um, I am a pretty private person in general, but, sure. um, all of those conversations, I kind of just kept it vague. You know, if they asked me something, I always kind of deflected like, oh, Look at that car, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> right. you know, something, something like that. But um, right. definitely I did it for, you know, kind of to protect, you know, myself, because I know if I yeah. would have told them I was gay, I feel like I would have had a totally different experience in high school, um, maybe even in college. So it was kind of for protection in a sense. Did you recall getting taught anything about sex when you were in middle or high school? For sure. So we had like health classes and stuff, yeah. but it was always like just the most corniest, like, <laughs> cliches like right. it, yeah just super dramatic but yeah i had a few uh, i think even for kids i think it's good to know like teach kids what the consequences are of their actions and yes. then people are going to do what they're going to do regardless i don't think putting things in front of kids is going to make someone gay or anything of that nature but i think um just kind of letting them know what could result as far as like stds all that kind of stuff and then right. You know, as long as they know, of course, you're going to make mistakes, but I, I feel like that's probably the best approach to that. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting topic that people think by exposing kids to homosexuality or queer relationships, it's going to turn them queer. Let me just say, I've seen a lot of straight relationships from Disney Channel to Nickelodeon right. to everything everywhere represented and it did not turn me right, straight right 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 i'm like i need a refund i know right <laughs> where's my, my the straight grooming did not work for me yeah for sure and so you mentioned that you were um actually still in the closet in college yeah what yeah. was that like um it was it was interesting so i kind of went into college like i don't want to make a lot of friends i want to be more low-key because yeah. the more people i meet is the more people i have to come out to yeah. um so it, it kind of the 
I mean, I couldn't do my full stuff in college either. Um, I didn't want to join any organizations. Um, I had a good college experience, don't get me wrong, but it did kind of hinder my networking, socializing, all of that kind of stuff because I felt like the more people I met, the more people I would have to come out to. Right. Um, and then as far as dating-wise, I was like, you know, praise the Lord. You know, every time, <laughs> right, same. <laughs> every time that, that conversation came up. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good fallback, you know? <laughs> For sure, yeah. So what led you to deciding that it was time to come out and, and where are you at right now in that journey? For sure. So I, the first person I ever told was my sister. And, um, well, I have three sisters. My youngest sister is one I told. Um, and I was like 21 and 22 when I told her. And it just, like, it was weighing on me so much. Yeah. I'm like, I have to tell somebody, you know. And I texted her like, hey, I'm gay. <laughs> and she was like, okay, cool. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, but, um, you know, she we're super close. I have a super close family too. But I officially came out as when I did the video um, with I'm from Driftwood is when I kind of like ripped the Band-Aid off yeah. and I just like posted it and just deleted social media. But it was a good experience, you know, coming from South Georgia. Um, I kind of knew I didn't want to come out until I had like financial support for right. myself and all that kind of stuff, just in case things went left. But, um, Shout out to my family because they they took it pretty well, yeah. um, you know, and it, it's been a good experience. But it just got to a point where I just couldn't hold it in anymore. I'm like, you know, I got to live for myself. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of that. Yeah, I can relate to that, too. I came out officially to my family vocally. Um, I was probably uh, I just about to finish medical school. And that's where I was like, OK, I'm about to finish. I have a job. You know, right. I'm going into residency. <laughs> yeah. Financially, I'll be able to support myself just in case. Right. Yeah. You just never know. And I always say that to people, too, that are asking me, like, what should I do? How should I come out? And I would say, make sure you're in a safe place. You have a good support system, even if it's just one person. I had was lucky, too. My family was relatively supportive. I, I wanted them to be a little bit more supportive right. i think i think we can always expect the most out of our family and they came around you know over time uh, a lot better and where we're at now is a great place my partner who i've been with four years now we do all the events together we go to everywhere in south georgia and right. even though all my literally all my uncles are pastors like like um yeah, I, I <laughs> sprinkle some holy yeah, water. I, I, I want to try to find the right word. I'm gonna say very passionate pastors. Okay. Um, and every time they see us, they do make sure to squeeze in it. Don't forget to make sure Jesus is in your heart, or you're gonna go to hell. I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I, I remember that from last year. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they do their best. I think ultimately, my all my family is just trying to look out for me and do what they think is best for me, like most families do. And, right. That's they, they try their hardest. Hundred percent. And I, th I I think it's like if that's all you know as yes. far as like, you know, being straight is the right way. Um, I, I mean I, I used to kind of despise that kind of mindset, but once I moved away, yeah. um, it's kind of all they know, you know. Yeah. So I kind of feel more pity for them mm -hmm. than it is like hatred yes, um, type absolutely. of thing so yeah yeah it's funny my my family lives in this town called uh Maynard, georgia it's really tiny oh, there's God. one stop have you heard of it Ooh, flash i got ptsd yeah you know it <laughs> yeah so there's where county high school is there i'm yeah. not sure they, they, it used to be a really cool high school that i was actually um my cousin would often invite me to events there they'd have like hay rides and big carnivals for halloween and i really loved the school it's funny i felt like a student there when i would visit mm. and the people from all over different counties around it would 
come because it was like a magnet school. Fortunately, it closed. But um, it's interesting because when I go back to this this city, I, I or town, I love it. It's like a little bubble, right? Yeah. You know, and my whole family sort of runs the town because they're like the dominant <laughs> family right, in right. the county. <laughs> and so it just feels like home. And I can understand why they don't leave, especially if you're straight, especially if you can find a job nearby. Your whole family's there. What a what a place. Like It's almost like paradise for them. Right, right. But you do limit your mindset. You know, you limit your growth and you sort of um, don't get to see what else is out there, which even from, you know, Jacksonville, which is a relatively larger city, you know, when I moved, when, every time I move, even now when I came to Austin, I still learn more about myself, learn more about different types of people um, and, and how I can continue to grow, which is why I love traveling you yeah. know, so much and being able to experience new things. Do you like to travel? I do. Um, but right now we're keeping it domestic. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, keeping it domestic. <laughs> but I mean, goals are definitely to go to like Italy, oh, wow. you know, the UK, all of that kind of stuff. But I, sure. I try to get out and about whenever I can, for sure. That's cool. And yeah. so since you've been in Austin, what has your journey been like? Did you kind of move here not knowing anyone? Did you have some friends that you knew who lived here already? So I actually moved here with my ex-partner. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, you know, we kind of went on this journey together type of thing. And then we just kind of had a game plan like, we're going to join the Gay Flag Football League. We kind of had like a whiteboard yeah. with like, you know, diagrams and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, <laughs> preparation is great. No, not just playing, but um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of had a goal. Like I had a mindset, like I'm going to make friends. I'm going to insert myself into the gay community. I'm going to meet new people. Um, and I kind of hit the ground running in a sense. So gotcha. it, it, it really was good. But I think moving, people move to new cities with the same mindset and then, look around why things don't change. It's like, you got to change your mindset or you're going to go to the city and fall into the same habit. So absolutely. I'm the same with my partner. We like to plan everything out. Literally. Sometimes we get a whiteboard out. Like (laughs) what is going to be, I need to physically (laughs) write it too. I'm one of those people who like to write things out. And did you feel like your plan went how you thought it would? Or did things change when you got here? Right. I mean, besides like inflation, um, (laughs) yeah, it it went pretty good. I would say yeah, pretty good. Yeah. That's cool. And so when you moved here, did you already have a job lined up or did you decide to come and then kind of figure it out from there? So I was working remote at the time. Um, for me, just that risk, that financial, financial risk of moving somewhere without like that cushion of having a job, just, I'm, I'm not that risky. So yeah, I I was working remote at the time. Thankfully. That's cool. cool. And so I know we kind of jumped from, um, coming out in college to moving to Austin. And so when you came out, did you find a relationship relatively quickly? What was that like? And is that one of the, the reasons you came out? Um, no. So I'm actually still on the market, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But, but, um, no, not really. It was more so like becoming one with myself. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So I, that decision kind of made me really want to come out, you know, once I became comfortable with myself. Yeah. As far as dating wise, I'm just, I'm just chilling, you know, just, Just, you know, smelling the flowers type of thing. But, you know, if you... I got some friends. (laughs) We'll see what we can do. Hey folks, my podcast Primary Care is sponsored by Rougiette Ready, the latest pharmaceutical advancement in erectile dysfunction. This is a sublingual compounded treatment using three ingredients, sildenafil, tadalafil, and apomorphine, and it works up to five times faster than pills and chewables. We give you a promo code, Primary Care, for 20% off your first order and free shipping. Now, let's get back to uh, the content. Um, so whenever you said, I really like that you said, you know, you were going to put yourself first and you can't, you know, pour from an a cup that's not full. Yeah. So what 
kind of made you get to that point? You know, for me, it was the fact that I just wasn't creating substantial relationships with people. And I felt like I was not being able to be authentic with others, which made me feel like I just wasn't authentic with myself, you know, and and I wasn't able to progress there. And also I was tired of living a life where I felt like I wasn't um, embraced for who I was. And when I would see queer people, how happy they were in their community, I just was like, this is where I want to be all the time. And so was there something that you were watching or or something that you read that just was like, all right, this is it. All right. You're just like, in general we're done how did that process sort of work out so it kind of started when i was younger so um the will and grace is kind of what gave me that like end goal type of thing um you know i used to you know most kids was watching things like sports all of that kind of stuff i was watching like will and grace like (laughs) feeling so guilty yes um been there (laughs) but so (laughs) so yeah so that's kind of what like was the finished product for me um, so just my whole journey leading up to that was just like making sure I'm financially set, um, have a good foundation of friends, yeah. you know, kind of that whole pot being full um, is kind of what I kind of set up for myself. But my niece being born had a big um, impact on me, too, because uh-huh. it kind of gave me something I'm, like in a sense, like to live for. I'm like, this yeah. is somebody I love genuinely and I want her to grow up and be her genuine self. Uh-huh. I don't want her to say like the world made her who she is. Right. Um, and then when she was born, you know, I just kind of set myself up and I just said, I got to be myself, you know, not only for me, but for people that may be like me, that may think they have to, you know, shape themselves in a certain uh, shape or form just to kind of fit in. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. It's so interesting too. Will and Grace has had such a big impact on so many people I've met. Actually, one of my partners in the past that I dated when I was in uh, living in Atlanta, it, he watched what well, we watched Will Grace like every night and he actually wanted to be a lawyer and it really yeah. made a huge impact on him as a kid and yeah. just seeing a representation of a gay male living in a big city having a successful job their own apartment right. thriving dating right. having real relationships with friends that was enough to just be like oh I can actually live this way and then now we see so many more TV series, movies, books out there that are providing, you know, representation for queer people that you can really live however you want. Yeah. Do you feel as though you um, sort of try to do that in your day-to-day life now, just try to authentically live as best as you can? For yeah. sure, yeah, 100%. I kind of move like, like I'm someone now, I'll go like to a bar by myself and kind of move yeah. by myself because I'm like, I came in by myself, yeah. you know, uh, so I got to move around like that. So. Yeah, I make sure that, you know, if I meet someone that's struggling with their sexuality, um, of course, I don't just try to, like, force them to come out. But I'm always making sure that safe space is always there with me Um, and just making sure whether it's, you know, financial um, being vulnerable in that aspect, you know, sexuality, just having an open uh, door policy with people is kind of what I what I try to do as far as like putting my sexuality out there in front of people. Yeah, same, yeah. very same. And so now that you are here in Austin, what are your sort of goals? Like, what do you, where do you see yourself in the next five years? What do you want to do? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hopefully I AI don't take over, but no, I'll just, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but no, uh, I think uh, goals in the future, I really want to get into like nonprofit. Yeah. Um. So like maybe taking a group of kids and like showing them the world for, from those small towns. Yeah. Um, Cause that's what kind of helped me because whatever you see is what you're going to believe. So yeah. I think, taking those kids to like New York or maybe even like to LA and showing them that just because this is where you are now, 
you can get to these places because I think some kids don't think it's even possible. Yeah. Um, and I and I think as far as like career wise, um, I do work for a great company now, so just making sure I level up in that regards because you know I do like to live a little bougie. Yeah. Know, why there. not? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think I do want to start like a nonprofit, just giving back to youth. Yeah, I look back to whenever I was younger. I think a lot of the times I didn't really gravitate towards sports because I didn't yeah. feel comfortable there. Not that I wasn't welcome, but I just felt like if I step foot on that football field, they're gonna be like, Queen, what are you doing out here? <laughs> you know, so it, you know, it's uh it's different for everybody, but I do think there's a lot of positive aspects to sports that you know, some of us can miss out on if we're not, you know, comfortable there. For sure. So not only, you know, highlighting the representation of Will and Grace, but your own story. You know, we yeah. don't, to be honest with you, see, in my opinion, nearly enough black representation yeah. of, of growing up queer, especially in the South. Yeah. And so I don't want you to feel like I'm having you speak for an entire yeah. group of people. But mm. what was, you know, being black, did that make much of a difference for you and how you decided to come out and your family dynamic and concerns that maybe would make it more difficult in your shoes? Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, being African-American, it does come with kind of a, uh, kind of a masculine, masculine type of stigma. Yeah. Um, because we do face, uh, face a lot of challenges, you know, from, from different aspects. So it, right. it is kind of this mask you have to put up as a black man. But I think it made other people relate to it because I know there's other people like me in those same communities. Yeah. Um, but it was tough. You know, my family, people that I thought, would never be cool with being gay. I'm like, this is one cousin I would never talk to again. But yeah. they reached out to me and like, hey, man, like, you're still my cousin. I still love you. You know, if anybody mess with you, just call me. <laughs> um, so it was, it was great, man. And um, people can grow. I do believe in that. For sure. Um, but yeah, a lot of minorities do struggle with that masculinity aspect, which makes it a challenge. Um, but you'll be surprised, you know, because the world sure. is going in a different direction for sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's interesting, too, because even the people who may in my family vote in a way that I would not particularly choose mm -hmm. or follow politicians that are not certainly on my team, right. uh, they, uh, you know, they, they have a different perspective when they're actually talking with me and, and talking to my friends and yeah. they continue to grow, you know, over the last 10 years since I've really, you know, been out with my family. Um, it's sort of incredible to watch their progression. I'm sure society is also putting an impact on them. Obviously, we hear a lot more about queer issues in the news, right. and, and there's a lot more representation now. Do you feel like you've seen family members kind of change and grow over time? Like, they try to reach out, oh, I, I met a gay person. I'm like, my cousins will always be like, oh, I, I made a new friend. He's gay. I'm like, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks right. for contributing. Right. You got one point. One point. Right. <laughs> but no, I, I will say for sure, and actually my mom, so like, I've just noticed her just kind of start speaking on different on things differently. Yeah. Um, she refers to like, you know, this is so and so's partner. Yeah. Um, just those kind of small things. And she even encourages like, you know, people that she may work with or her friendships, you know, or even people that may have sons that may suspect that they're gay, maybe caught watching Will and Grace, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, um yeah. that's great. You know, she kind of she transforms her language a lot and she just has grown as far as like building that open floor type of policy. So yeah, for sure. She's probably the biggest person I've seen as far as growth goals. Yeah. I'm very curious because again, I've been in a relationship for the last four years. What is dating like as a attractive young male like yourself, professional, has a career, got things going on, great plans for the future. I'm assuming they'd be lining up at the door. Oh, I need some wine to talk about this. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> the, the liquid death's not doing it. <laughs> but uh, it's it's been cool. Uh, it's yeah. been cool. Um, 
I think, you know, kind of in the age where I am now, I am focused more so on like my career. Yeah. I'm being a lot more selfish with my time. Sure. Um, but I'm definitely open to that, you know, yeah. in a sense. Um, but I think I don't want like a relationship to hinder my growth, you know, because yes. I am in a very spontaneous aspect of my life where if somebody says like, you got to move to New York for this job, I want to be able to just go. Um, and then yeah. all of my friends and relationships, are, they look stressed out all the time. No, <laughs> I was just kidding. I was just no, kidding. but I mean, <laughs> I struggled with dating like my whole life. I, yeah. And I always was the type of person who wanted a partner. I love to date. I like to have that one person that I hang out with really regularly and can confide in. I talk a lot. So it's best for me to just have one person so that I don't tell everyone all of my <laughs> private information. And so I always had like a partner or a boyfriend. And then before I met my, uh, my partner now, Gabriel, I uh, was like, I'm not dating anymore. This is it. I'm done. I'm finally just going to enjoy being single. That lasted like six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then we met at a friend's party. And, uh, you know, at the time though, going into it, I had a very similar mentality. I was like, okay, I'm, you know, finally really focusing on my career. I just want to make that my priority. And um, in life, I felt like I was dating people who weren't really a great partner for me we just didn't fit that well and we were right. trying to kind of force things to fit yeah. and that that's sort of what I felt like my whole dating life had been is just mm. trying to force it what I have found that works really well is you go on a trip with somebody so literally the night I met my partner uh, we didn't know each other but I'm like hey I'm going to uh, Hawaii in three weeks do you want to go yeah and I would never necessarily recommend that <laughs> drastic of a trip but that was the nearest <laughs> trip happening for me and uh, he's like, yeah, let's go. And so that was kind of a cool, you know, s response. Yeah. I like spontaneity. I yeah. like being able to kind of just make things happen. And we went on a trip and we got along really well. I was like, this is a good sign right. because a vacation is a great way to see people's quirks, to see pet <laughs> <that> peeves, <laughs> to determine how you're going to handle stress because vacation is as is, is luxury and, and happy and wonderful it can be. It can also be very stressful. And yes. usually it is. Um, have you ever gone on a trip with a partner? Uh, I have. Yeah, I, I've been on. I've been on a few, and I, I'm just so like relaxed and just That's like <laughs> easy going. And somebody else is stressed out, and I'm like, <laughs> you know. So I, I, I have been. Um, but there have been great. There yeah. have been moments where I'm like. <laughs> Ooh, I hope nobody's recording this. We're acting like Karens right now, but <laughs> but no, uh, everything was was pretty good overall. Yeah. But that that is a good point. I, I need to write that down actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you get to learn about somebody really quickly when you go on a trip, and that was that was my mentality at the time too. I'm like, well, if I'm gonna try this again, we're on a time. I got to make sure this is gonna right. work for me, right. like or or not. Let's just move on. And that was kind of gonna be my new strategy with dating. Is like see how it works in a stressful environment, pressure cooker it. Yeah. And if it's good, then you know to take you it forward, ask. if not. Yeah. <laughs> and so how is that with you? Like, have, has that been a, a part of your sort of dating? Like when you meet someone, of course you exchange socials and you find it interesting to kind of learn so much about someone so fast? Yeah, it's, it, it is interesting. I think like I normally take social media kind of with a grain of salt yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Um, I tend to be a more private person in regards to social media. Um, but, you know, I would date somebody that is very active on social media for sure. sure. But I do think it does play into it because you can see, like, how active they are with their friends. You know, do they like to, um, you know, travel a lot, right. all of that kind of stuff. Um, do they eat, like, seafood, which I don't, <laughs> you know, but it's just good to know, you know, these are <laughs> yeah. good things. Yeah, no, just random <laughs> things. So I, I think it is something good to kind of give a like a initial look into somebody's. But yeah. I think it's like meeting a secretary at a building. It's like 
you can know what's going on, but it's not it's not gonna dive too deep into that person. So exactly. I take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. People yeah. like myself too, I post a lot, but it's not very um, diverse. I post yeah. like the same yeah. stuff over and over. Yeah. So people would assume that I'm just constantly working out and eating watermelon right. and like trying to stay as healthy as I can. But I, you know, go out to eat and right. I eat fast food occasionally. Let's go to Popeyes after Right, this. absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I love the butter biscuit and oh, Popeyes yes. with a little bit of honey. That's Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Where can people find you if they're curious to, to take you on a date or something? For sure. Well, my cash app is uh, <laughs> up to <stay>. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, you can just find me on the Instagram cool. at uh, underscore B-H-I-N-E-S-S. Um, but yeah. That's kind of where you can find me for sure. Get get ready. They're coming for you. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks again. And I look forward to hopefully having you back once you get this uh, nonprofit up and running. For sure. I'll be honored. Add us on Instagram at Primary Care Pod. Catch up on past episodes and don't miss out on new ones. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify at Primary Care Pod.